You don't walk me to my car. I could get kidnapped any number of times. That's true. No, no, ain't nobody gonna kidnap me. You don't like know. To, You're I'd, very kidnappable. I'd Paige. like to see someone try. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> will not end well for them. Don't say you wouldn't be kidnapped. I'm going down with a goddamn fight. That's good. Take out their kneecaps. <laughs> go for the nose with the palm. <laughs> palm to the nose technique. Exactly. Like a gremlin from Star Trek. <laughs> from Star Trek? There aren't any gremlins in Star Trek. You ever watch Star Trek? You don't Trek? know. Out of all the Star Trek episodes ever that there ever were, in every series, every generation of Star Trek, there has to be at least one gremlin. No. <laughs> there aren't. What? I don't believe that for a second. They used it as a term, <clears throat> but it was never a creature. A term for what? Um, it was a fictional monster created to explain malfunctions or like, hmm. what series? It doesn't say. Hmm. What is this like Star Trek wiki? That's yeah, what I would, Star called, Trek. Me- it's called memory alpha. Memory alpha. Yeah. Oh, Tribbles. I remember Tribbles. That was a great episode. I love Tribbles. Um, I think. So damn cute. I think Star Trek is on Hulu. It is. The original series. I love Star Trek. I love Star Trek, too. I like the original series a lot. Oh, my God. You need to watch Picard. Uh, I haven't watched too much of that series, but a lot of people say it's really good. Oh, it's so good. Patrick Stewart. How many seasons? Three seasons? Oh, yeah. There were only... Were there only three seasons of the original series? What is that, 30, almost 90 episodes, 80, 80-ish episodes? That's it? Okay. <clears throat> uh, welcome to Beer and Fear. This is episode 14. I'm moving right along. Uh, my name is Zach. My name is Paige. And this episode is about El Chupacabra. Ooh. Um, you gotta roll the R, buddy. Chupacabra. Oh. oh. Even though that's not how you say it. <laughs> Chupacabra. 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 Uh, or sometimes um, just Chupacabra. Chupacabras. Or Chupacabras. Um, there's many names for it. I just went with Chupacabra for the episode. It, it feels weird not to say the Chupacabra. I know. But we'll, we'll get into that because uh, I guess it's debated as to whether there's one. Just it's one being, or if there's several chupacabras, but it's about chupacabras. Uh, but obviously, uh, to keep the, the uh, theme of our episodes, we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask Paige uh, how her week was. So, Paige, how was your week? You feeling your muscles over there and getting strong, <laughs> moving all your boxes? 
I just like to keep track of my biceps. <laughs> keep you know, track of your biceps. Measure them out. See how they're doing. Yeah, that's about a that's about a six, a solid six just today. Check on thunder over here, <laughs> and then we go on over to lightning. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna barf. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my store manager used to call his biceps. Oh my god. Um, I literally did nothing throughout the whole week. Well, I mean, I moved and unpacked some stuff, but I still got to get some furniture so I can like unpack. Like, are you still waiting on your shelves and tchotchkes, uh, desks and things? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, my bed frame comes in tomorrow, so I can stop sleeping on the, the, the nice. floor on my mattress. Very cool. Well, when you've got everything settled and situated, let me know, and I'll. Uh, I want to stop by. Like and then there's the six months from now. The um. I mean, I moved in like a year and a, a year now, and there's still shit that's laying around. Well, we're gonna have that potluck like next week or the week after. So cool. Yeah, let me know. I just unpacked and I like lazed around, and I went back to work yesterday. Oh yeah, so random. I was gonna. I meant to ask you when you're when you went back to. I work. I should have taken like the whole week off and taken Sunday off, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was such a long fucking day. Because now you're off again today. I close every single day this week. This oh. is the only day we would have been able to record. Okay, well, good. Good thing we got together. I work one to nine every day, except for my next day off, which is Sunday. It's garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, uh, wait, so I guess we got to talk about when we're recording next. Duty. Well, the week after, I think I've got a variety in my schedule. I don't close every day again. Okay. Yeah, but just unpacked, relaxed. I rehomed some of my animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about it. Cool. I'm just relaxed. I, uh... Um, Excuse you. I was just going to add something. But how was your week? Oh. I wanted to ask. Oh, how nice of you. I didn't do... Um, did I do much of anything? Again, didn't write anything down. Where is your notebook? Uh, this is what happens when, slack I, when I don't write things down. Jesus. I have to look back at my phone and remember what happened. Um, oh, celebrated my mom's birthday. That was fun. Did you tell her I said happy birthday? Uh, we got sushi... Um, I don't think I did. Oh my fucking god! I think I may have. She forgot. probably thinks I forgot. You know what? I'm gonna text her right now. Oh my god! I can't believe. Uh, Paige told me to tell you happy birthday on your birthday, and I forgot to tell you. So I thank you. Am telling you now. Yes, happy birthday, Martha. She says happy. birthday. Smiley face. I also said smiley face. <laughs> Happy birthday, <laughs> winky emoji. Semicolon parentheses. So it did that. That was fun. Uh, we got sushi. Where'd you go? Sushi train. Oh, okay. They have the entire, obviously They're with okay. uh, the restaurants, no dining, whatever. Yep. They have the entire thing shut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you walk in and there's like just this barrier um, mm-hmm. for pickup orders and things like that. So that was cool. So did you do pickup? I did. Yeah, I did pickup when we brought it home. Oh. They have uh, they had sheets of paper sitting on the counter, uh, just blank sheets of paper. But everyone was like writing notes on there. So it's like, we love you, Sushi Train. And then they'd write their name and or people would write the day that they stopped in or people would just write random things. I Weird. thought that was pretty cute. Um Weird. And then I worked, and then freaking Saturday was a big day. Saturday was a life-changing day for many Americans. Um, 
and uh, that was a good day. It just took like five days <laughs> to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it was uh, very, very intense. All the memes. So stressful. Yeah, <laughs> the Mr. Krabs meme with the bell. Give it up for day four. <laughs> day four. I didn't see that one. Oh, I shit. saw um, there was one where it was uh, a map of the United States, uh, sort of like a coloring thing for kids. Where every state was just blank, so it was just an outline, and um, the caption was "Where we're at so far," and it was just crayon of red and blue <laughs> across the entire map, like a kid just. <laughs> and then um, when I put on my story that I I clearly stole, um, someone was like, "Why is Alaska taking so long? They got like five people and three polar bears." So it's this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it up for day four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, big day. Um, very, very cool. I'm glad we, we now know, uh, the status of everything. And I've been following pretty, pretty closely, um, since then as to, you know, the, the goings on, um, with getting everything ready for January. So, um, I'm also pretty nervous and anxious. I feel like a lot of people still kind of are too, but, um, hopefully we should start to see some change happening and, uh, getting this, this COVID thing under control. Cause I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. I don't know about you guys, but, um, it'd be cool if it could just kind of, you know, stop. <laughs> so. Hey, um, pandemic, <laughs> I know you don't have a collective conscience, but, if you could just pump the brakes. And just kind of take it easy. You know, I mean. It's getting a little old. The respiratory problems. <laughs> it just kind of, it's unfair. If you could just kind of like tone it down. That'd be really nice. Like I asked all the neighbors like around us and they were just like. I'm sure if we write a strongly, out, strongly worded letter. It won't do anything. Yeah. But that's it. Um, birthday, election, working. How old's Martha now? I don't think she wants me to say that. Just um, cut it out. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, that's all I did. Ow. We're both very tired. Oh, it was just really funny, and then I hit my head on the microphone. Oh no! <laughs> and I haven't eaten anything. And um, we, I was talking about Thanksgiving too. I wonder what's going to happen. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, people like scientists are projecting come Thanksgiving, shit's going to get a lot worse. Sure, we're see more cases. Um, they're already talking about like a third wave that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty nervous. A girl about... I know um, who used to work with me was back to. She's a teacher. Um, she's an art teacher. She went back to school, was back to school for nine days and got COVID. Jesus. Yeah. She just got out of, um, quarantine. Oh my God. Uh, she said it was the most miserable experience of her life. Oh yeah. And she has a cough still like three weeks later Mm. and they don't know when it's going to go away. Mm. Um, wild. Yeah. And, uh, people like getting it a second time too. Yeah. Jeez. Um, um, oh, I was going to tell you, there was, uh, I'm friends with like an older dude mm-hmm. that like, I, he might be, I don't remember. He's just an older dude that like owns a restaurant. I think he might be related to somebody I know. Okay. Either way, he posted um, a meme, like an old person meme. 
Okay. So, you know, those are usually ones that have like the minions on them. Yeah. This one had a cartoon turkey. <laughs> and it said, Governor Pritzker said that funerals can have uh, 30 or more people. Thanksgiving can have 10 people. So he said, I'm going to hold a funeral for my turkey <laughs> on oh. Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, adorable. kind of made me laugh. <laughs> um, we might be doing Friendsgiving. Oh, cool. At our apartment. I, I definitely something I'd be interested in. So, you know, just... Like, Are you going to mask up and socially distance and buy a... You want to use my contactless thermometer? No, for- <laughs> I don't. I appreciate the offer, though. My mom kind of made fun of me for doing that. Yeah, Martha and I hold the same opinion. That's fine. All right, so let's... Uh, I have a cut on my foot. Get in the episode. What'd you do? I don't know. I have, like, the cuts all over my hands from the move. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, Anyways, the beer. I took it out of the fridge. Um, Why'd you do that? Because it's an uh, it's a uh, ale. <laughs> it's a blah, 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 blah. It's an ale. It's a ladle. Uh, ale this time. Um, lager stay in the fridge, as we've discussed. For chupacabras. Yes. I decided on, um, with a little help from my friends. Uh, my friends. Decided on blood of the unicorn. Let me just say, we talked about this in a previous episode and you cut it because I told you to cut it. But there was a beer that I wanted to do mm-hmm. if we ever did chupacabras, and it was a beer that was brewed with goat brains. Oh, what was it called? Uh, it's a walker. Was it available here? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I think it's out of season or something, but it's literally brewed with goat brains. All right, because I, I would have felt bad. Um, I couldn't find now. it anywhere. Okay, good. <laughs> no. Because no. I totally forgot. You would not have been able I to totally find it. I totally forgot about that. I'm not surprised. Uh, we will... Uh, I didn't write it down. We will need to uh, need to see if we can find that beer and maybe just try it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think episode. it's just on tap. Okay. Like maybe at it was the like brewery. a one-off somewhere. It was brewed for a restaurant, I believe. No, it was brewed for The Walking Dead. And mm. it might have been hosted at a restaurant. I don't remember. Okay. But it was brewed for The Walking Dead. Yeah, chances are we can't get it. That's okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's only on tap at the brewery. That's pretty neat. Uh, maybe we'll just need to go to the brewery. Clearly. But uh, Blood of the Unicorn is what I picked because um, Chupacabra's blood, you know, they suck blood. I feel like I've heard of this beer. Uh, it's by Pipeworks Brewing Co. And, I've uh, heard of this beer. Pipeworks is in Chicago. I've never tried it, though. They opened in 2012 in Chicago, Illinois. Founded by, uh, I think it's Garrett, G-E-R-R-I-T. That would be Garrett. Garrett Lewis and B.J. Olson. Hey, B.J. Olson. Olson and Lewis planned specifically to build a smaller brewery that... I'm going to talk about the brewery. That's sure. not obvious right now. Uh, planned specifically to build a smaller brewery that veered from the conventional course followed by most commercial breweries. They would not make the same exact beer twice, a concept known in the industry as gypsy brewing. <laughs> Pipeworks began their brewing different from other microbreweries in that they initially brewed their beers entirely as a series of one-off beers that were aimed specifically to the niche market of beer connoisseurs. The brewery's stated goal is to release a new beer every week. This approach gave the brewery and its beers somewhat of a cult status among beer enthusiasts, with its offerings selling out relatively quickly. A new beer every week? That's, that's that's a lot of beer. That's a lot. Um, 
Yeah, it takes a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I don't know if they still do it. Um, oh, they can't still do it. I don't know. Well, they got a bigger place now, so maybe. Uh, after seeing significant growth of both an output brand and identity, Pipeworks has since, since augmented their one-off beers with several of its core beers in 16-ounce can four-packs, now regularly available widely throughout the Chicago area, which is like just like we have as uh, a 16-ounce four-pack. In late January 2013, Pipeworks was awarded Rate Beer's Best New Brewery Distinction for 2012. This is directly from their website. Pipeworks Brewing Co. was established in Chicago in 2012 by friends with a shared dream of crafting quality and creative beers. Since putting, up, since putting the first cap on the first bottle, the brewery has garnered accolades for its distinctive beers and original artwork thanks to its growing and enthusiastic team. Pipeworks self-distributes in Illinois, Milwaukee, and Madison, but can be found in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Connecticut through Serene Distribution, in Minnesota through Clear River, in Massachusetts through Night Shift Distributing, in Missouri through Craft Republic Distributing, and in Colorado through Elite Brands. We are also available for online beer purchase in some states through Tavor. The Dojo, which is their bottle shop, is located within our production facility at 3912 West McLean Avenue in Chicago. If you want to go visit and say hi, they are open. They are doing a curbside pickup for beer through their website. Pretty cool. Pipeworks does not have descriptions of their beers on their website, which was surprising. So there are a couple descriptions that I pulled from other websites. I got one from Untapped and Beer Advocate. They don't have descriptions? No, they Weird. have, I mean, they, they talk, they, you know, like the ABV and then... The basics. Yeah, the basic stuff, but they don't, like, give a description about the beer. So, this is from Untapped. Wet the whistle. Prepare myself for this one. <clears throat> Tune the instrument. In this epic battle, the blood oh. of the unicorn has been shed by the sword of the deadly assassin of the East. One sip of this aggressively hopped red ale clearly reveals what drives these, the greatest of, hopheads of lore. Is this the end of the mythical horned horse, or will he rise like the phoenix to fight another day? I like that. That was from Untapped. Uh, Beer Advocates Review is one of our original hot beasts of burden makes its whimsically triumphant return. Blood of the Unicorn is Pipeworks Ninja vs. Unicorn's hot red-headed sister. Loaded with fruity and piney American hops, this rogue equine, equine always delivers. Put your... Put that face away. Um, uh, Ninja versus Unicorn is another uh, beer by Pipeworks. So I guess this is its hot reddit head sister. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely saw these um, at uh, the liquor store that I picked up. Um, Tropical Bitch at. They Pipeworks. have a whole Pipeworks section. They got like a section for everything. They really do. I, uh, I should check that place out. Love it. Uh, this is an American strong ale. Okay. Pipeworks calls it a red ale. Much like me. Hoppy red ale. Just like you. American strong ale. Uh, it's actually an unofficial style of beer. Hmm. It describes many unbounded beers coming out of the, out of American craft breweries. So this may describe literal strong ales, which I think we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, ales that are over 5% ABV, mm. usually between 7 and uh, 11%. As well as beer given the style name, simply because their flavor characteristics don't fit within another existing beer style. Strong consumer appeal can create demand and inspire other brewers to create their own interpretations. And in time, a new officially identified beer style is born. This is one of them. 
Beer Advocate says a catch-all style category for beers from 7% uh, ABV and above. Some may even be as high as 20%. What the fuck? As a result, color, aroma, and flavor characteristics will uh, greatly vary. Some have similarities to barley wines and old ales. Barrel aging is certainly not out of the question. Uh, And then I have a couple little facts about red ales. Again, um, Pipeworks calls this a hoppy red ale or a strong red ale. Red ales originate from Europe, and it refers to styles of beer that are dark red or are reddish in appearance. Red ales can almost be thought of as the European version of an American amber ale, since red and amber are essentially describing the same full-flavored hoppy buttery beer. Currently, red ales are stuck sharing a category with American amber ales at the Great American Beer Festival, this category being a catch-all, again, for anything that is not a dark ale, not clearly a pale ale, and does not quite fit in with brown ales. So... It's kind of a unique beer. Uh, doesn't uh, fit in with the crowd. You know, goes its own way. Hmm. Um, pretty neat. I'm excited. It's released May 29th, 2012. Uh, it says batch number 16. So I think I think they're still doing uh, new beers every week. Um, and then the ones that uh, consumers really, really end up liking, they end up distributing as the four packs. Um, oh, okay. So if you look on, on Wikipedia, you can see the list of the beers that they have, and it shows when it was released and then the batch number. And it goes all the way up to, like, batch 690-something. Whoa. So they've been making um, these beers for a while. So this is batch 16. This is pretty early on. This beer is available year-round. It has 6.5% ABV. Untapped says 69 IBUs. Nice. Beer Advocate gives it a score of 90, which is outstanding. It's ranked number 12 Mm. in the red ale style, ranked 6,231 overall. That's impressive. And it has an average score of 4.02. So Pretty solid scores. This is a highly rated beer. Um, I didn't look up this. I don't. I don't look up the score first. I don't take that into consideration to help me decide no, the beer. No, we are literally here just to try anything. Right. I want to look at the beer first, and then if I, I look up the score on Beer Advocate, it's a total surprise. So, let's go get it. I'll be here. Okay. I didn't really expect you to get up and follow me. You Sorry. said, "Let's go get it." <laughs> Thought it was Come a group. <laughs> let's go together. It's like four feet to the kitchen. My mom says thanks, Paige. Of course, Martha. <laughs> okay. All right, let's let's see the art. It Ooh. is very arty. That's like a gladiatorial horse. Yep. Well, unicorn, sorry. Ready to go into battle. He's got armor and a lot of blood. There's something behind. Is that the rider? Yeah, yes, that's the rider. That is a man clad in armor wielding a sword. Hoppy Red Ale. He looks like he'd be in a death metal band. It's a pretty badass uh, label. Brewed in Chicago. Chicago. ABV is 6.5. The can art is by Jason Burke. Ooh, Jason at, Burke. At Ink and Lead Designs. Cool name. Strong. Eh. Strong smell. Eh. Oh, boy. The balls on this boy. That is... Right to the tip of the glass. Yeah, very dark red amber color. Very little foam. Very strong smell. Hoppy. It smells like something. I can't place it. Did you say what kind of hops were in this? Uh, no. Oh, jeez, Paige. <laughs> I fucking cried. <laughs> you didn't even try. I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to tip this can. 
180 <laughs> degrees into my glass. Ready? <laughs> That's it. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, we're going to need to wait uh, at least five minutes for that foam to settle. Um, no, I didn't talk about the hops Sit because... down for a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, Pipeworks, again, didn't have a description of the beer. And then when I looked up descriptions, I didn't bother like digging into like, right. hops or anything. But very, uh, very hoppy smell, very strong smell. Um, I said it didn't have a lot of foam, but now looking at pages, um, <laughs> uh, the foam kind of does settle a bit. Not going away too quickly. <laughs> it's really not. It's really foamy. We'll take a quick break here. Yeah, just foam to, break. Just put in the uh, the time clock. This is going to be a foam break. <laughs> I need one every episode. <laughs> and that was the foam break. <laughs> oh gosh, that's bad. But um, yeah, I was looking it up on. The last beer up on Beer Advocate, because you said, like, the first review had a, a one. one. It was a one. So I wanted to check that out. I was like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks. So it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know. So we really like the beer, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe this one will be a surprise. This one's got really high ratings and reviews. I did read one on Beer Advocate where the guy said it wasn't all that great. It wasn't – they weren't a fan of it, but – um Everyone else seems to like it, so. Well, I mean, you know me. Yeah, I know you, Paige. Didn't like Zombie Dust, and that was like ranked what twenty three <laughs> out of the whole website. Yeah, it was like uh, world class beer, <clears throat> which we should we should seriously revisit. It'd be cool to try that one again. We can do a side episode now after uh, us being experienced beer connoisseurs. Yes, we can now that we're so experienced this, with it. Right, with a different mindset now. Oh, so itchy. You think your beer's good? I don't want to suck foam. You don't, I mean, you can, uh, I wouldn't continue pouring more in there. What do you mean? You're just going to get more foam. No, I'm not. Okay. You're wrong. I'm going to get the rest of this. Please There's don't. very little left in this can. All right, let's suck some foam. Me, by myself. You're going to spill. Look at that. Okay. Right. I can't wait for you to spill. We're going to do a very... I'm going to cram my glass against your glass. <laughs> and do a very delicate clink. No, okay. I'm going to shove my <laughs> glass into your glass. No, there's no more room in here, this cup. Here, here, just a delicate. little. Like, down there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you don't jostle the top. Oh, that was a lot of foam. I did not get any beer. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. That's surprisingly good. Um, the hops are uh, very, uh, upfront and forward, very strong flavor, but it's not overwhelming at all. It almost, it almost, it sips like a, a smooth, it's very smooth beer. Like it's not intense. It's not. So personally, I didn't really want to drink today. <laughs> So uh, I'm going into this with trepidation. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's still somewhat bitter when you swallow. Yeah. I will say the smell and the combination of the taste together makes me think of plastic. Hmm. Plastic. I'm not saying like the beer itself tastes like plastic. I'm saying once you get the smell and once you get the taste in your mouth, it kind of reminds me of plastic. Interesting. Like, yeah, once it hits the back of my throat, it's just like this kind of tastes plasticky. 
And huh. I don't know if maybe it's a type of hop that's just hitting me stronger. Because like, you, you're right. It is very smooth. It's very sippable. It's... It's not too overwhelming. It's not too much as far as bitter, even with it being such a dark beer. Mm -hmm. What was its IBU? Uh, 69. Yeah. Nice. Nice. (laughs) So even with it being this dark, I mean, it's not really bitter or hard to keep drinking. It's just, once it hits the back of your throat, it's just that that is plastic. (laughs) Plastic. Huh. I mean, I kind of get, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. I don't know. This is this is really good. I don't um, know. I don't mind it. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd drink it again. Really? Yeah, I I I wouldn't put it mm-mm. I wouldn't put it above last week's. You know what? I wouldn't either. But I I think I would the other two. Um, um I'd have to think about it, but I'd have to look at those. I'm not a huge fan. Beers. I mean it's definitely mm-hmm. had a pumpkin ale for me. I really like this. I mean if I'm looking if I'm looking for something a little bit stronger a little more in your face, but not overwhelming. Like if I want like a hoppy, dark uh, red ale. You this, know how rarely I like dark beers. This so. is a good pick. Yeah, and it's true. Um, it's not everyone's uh, not everyone's first choice for sure. I'll pull up the. Um, beer oh, it list. just doesn't stand out for me. It does. There's not. There's not too many. Um, yeah, there's not too many like surprising things about it. It just it tastes like a. Uh, Almost like almost like an IPA, uh, just like a strong hoppy IPA. But it just um, had the very strong urge to like kick it, kick it. Yeah, like my inner impulse control Why? was just like go out the window. You should kick this beer across the room. Why? Because I am like a cat. <laughs> I see something on a counter. I was like, that should be on the floor. <laughs> hmm. I, sh- okay. I should knock that over keep trying to figure this one out i just i'm not i'm not into it it's i don't hate it on like the level i hate it sequenced like if i wanted to <laughs> i could finish the can yeah it's it's but i don't want to I don't know, it's bitter it's hoppy it's uh strong i just think it's kind of boring i that and that's kind of what i was trying to get at before it's like there's not too many uh it's not surprising in any way it's not uh I mean, the only thing surprising about it is that it didn't, like, kick my ass initially when I tasted it. Um, it is rather an easy-to-drink beer, but, yeah, you're, you're right. For having such decent. a strong name, decent. I would have expected more. <laughs> well, I, if you look on, again, if pull up their Wikipedia for... Um, I'm actually surprised it got a 90. For Pipeworks. I mean, I can, I can see why it got a 90, um, but... I, I would not have expected a 90. Yeah. Um, if you pull up Pipeworks on Wikipedia, you can see all the other beers that they make. And this is actually on the lower side of ABV beers that they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some that do go up to like 20% ABV, um, 10 to 20%. So, yeah, it's not uh, not super strong. So, um, I don't know. I'm not blown away by it. We, we gave last week's a one because uh, we, we put it higher than the last two. And then we put Dead Guy above Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. So Pumpkinhead was a four. Pumpkinhead was a five. Oh, I'm sorry, and then, five. And then uh, Dead, Guy Dead Guy was, was a, four. a four. And mm. then one was. And then one was last week. So. I would give this a four. Okay. Which means Dead Guy would be. Three. Okay. Pumpkinhead was just. Eh. It yeah. didn't really stand out. I mean, it was it was decent. It did taste like, like, a, like uh, someone took a legit pumpkin and put it inside of a beer. 
was, it wasn't it was, like the overly sweetened pumpkin. It was cool. Sure. It was, it was, the bottle art was amazing. I love that. Try. It was very cute. It was good. Um, but I don't know. This is just kind of like boring. Like I really wouldn't pick it up and be like, hey, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, uh, if it was given to me, this is like my only option. Yeah, like I guess I'll drink it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember um, how Dead Guy was. Um, it was decent. We, we both liked it. Yeah. Because I, I think I'm in the same same boat. I don't know where to rate this in between the other ones. Um, Personally, I think Dead Guy deserves a three right now. Unless we find something that tastes much worse or much better. Plus, you don't know. We have ten episodes to do before it's fully finished. So yeah. I don't know. I might need to put this ahead. Um, I think I give this a three. And that's uh, Blood of the Unicorn by Pipeworks. Very good. Eh. Man, if that doesn't tell you the difference in palates and people. Oh, sure. Same. All right. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Chupacabras. The Chupacabra, or Chupacabras, literally translates to goat sucker mm-hmm. from the Spanish chupar to suck and cabras for goats. It is a legendary creature in folklore of parts of the Americas with its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. Yep. The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism. Vampirism? Vampirism. I like vampirism. <laughs> but it's most likely vampirism. 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 The chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. You know, why would you make the entire name Goat Sucker if it attacks other animals? Maybe goats was the initial attack? Possibly. Physical descriptions of the creature vary. It is purportedly a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Mm-hmm. Eyewitness sightings have been claimed in Puerto Rico and have since been reported as far north as Maine, as far south as Chile, and even outside the Americas in countries like Russia and the Philippines. Ain't no chupacabras in Russia. Chile. Chile. I think I talked about a couple in India, so I don't know. Many of the reports have been disregarded as uncooperated or lacking evidence, as most cryptids are. Yep. Sightings in northern Mexico and the southern United States have been verified as canids afflicted by mage. Mm-hmm. Canids, 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 canids. Afflicted by mage, which I could 100% see. There is a dog that would um, come into my work and like the, to stay with us, and he genuinely looked like he had mange. Aww. He didn't, but he looked like it. And an ant, like a dog with mange, I could see that matching the description of a chupacabra. Poor potty. For for what? Poor buddy. I thought you said buddy. Poor buddy. <laughs> Poor buddy. According to biologists and wildlife management officials, the chupacabra is an urban legend. Mm. No fucking shit. <laughs> really? You don't say. Uh. The name for the chupacabra is attributed to Puerto Rican comedian Silverio Perez. Silverio? Silverio? Yeah. You think so? I think so. Who coined the label in 1995 while commenting on the attacks as a San Juan radio DJ. I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) Just a radio jockey that's just like, you guys heard about the chupacabras? (laughs) (laughs) 
The first reported attack eventually attributed to the creatures occurred in March 1995 in Puerto Rico. Eight sheep. They were sheep. The first attack was sheep. Oh, my gosh. So they weren't even goats. How do you say sheep in Spanish? Look it up. Eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area and reportedly completely drained of blood. Oveja. Oveja. So it should it be um, oveja cabras? Or cabras is goat, right? Yeah. So uh, chupa. Ch- chupa oveja? Not chupa. Yeah. Because cabras is goat, yeah. right? So sheep sucker. <laughs> okay. You sheep sucker. <laughs> Reportedly drained of blood. A few months later in August, an eyewitness named uh, Madeline Tolentino, Madeline Tolentino, <laughs> reported seeing the creature. Well, her name is spelled like M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-E. So. We're doing great with these names. There's like 20 different ways you could say them. Pick your favorite. I like my way. Cool. Reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of... Uh, Con- <laughs> I yep. never know towns. Yep. Canovanas? Con- that one. Canovanas? <laughs> Canovanas? <laughs> I apologize. When as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. Mm. In 1975, similar killings in the small town of Moca were attributed to El Vampiro de Moca, the vampire of Moca. Maca, Maco, Maca. Initially, it was suspected that the killings were committed by a satanic cult, like one would be apt to assume. Sure. <laughs> Later, more killings were reported around the island, and many farms reported loss of animal life. Each of the animals were reported, I'm sorry, was reported to have had its body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. Mm. <laughs> that was the, um, the strange part for me, and probably for people discovering these, was the same sort of circle incision and then just complete loss of blood, which I, throughout my research, still haven't been able to describe and explain. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Shortly after the first reported incidents in Puerto Rico, other animal deaths were reported in other countries, such as the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, Brazil, and the United States, as well as Mexico. Mm-hmm. In October and December 2018, there came many reports of suspected chupacarbas in Manapur, India. Yeah, I talked about that. Many domestic animals and poultry were killed in a suspicious manner, similar to other chupacabra attacks. Mm-hmm. I won't go into that for you. Mm-hmm. Do you go into the origin? Did you ask me if I go into the origin? Um, I didn't go into the origin. Most of my stuff is just sto- uh, stories and sightings. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a dude. Oh, was there? Yeah, there was a dude. Mm. I don't appreciate your tone right now. <laughs> There's a dude named Benjamin Radford who documented um, the Chupacabra in his 2011 book, Tracking the Chupacabra. Um, oh, he, I had that book. Do you? No. Oh. <laughs> he concluded that the description given by the original eyewitness in Puerto Rico, Madeline, 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 yeah. Tolentino, was based on the creature Sill in the 1995 science fiction horror film Species. The hell? The alien creature Sill is nearly identical to Tolentino's Chupacabra eyewitness account. And she had seen the movie before her report. (laughs) This is quoted. It was a creature that looked like the Chupacabra with spines on its back and all. The resemblance to the Chupacabra was... Cabra? Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Chupacabra was really impressive. (laughs) Those directors nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Radford revealed that Tolentino believed that the creature and events she saw in species were happening in reality in Puerto Rico at the mm-hmm. time. And therefore, it concludes that the most important chupacabra description cannot be trusted. <laughs> Makes sense to me. This, Mr. Benjamin Radford believes, seriously undermines the credibility <laughs> of the chupacabra as a real animal. Bummer. In addition... The reports of blood sucking by the chupacabra were never confirmed by necropsy. Necropsy? Necropsy. Ne- necropsy. Necropsy? I think. Yeah, whatever. The only way to conclude that the animal was drained of blood. An analysis by a veterinarian of 300 reported victims of the chupacabra found that they had not been blood dry. Where is this coming from? People just making People just up making stories. Radford divided the chupacabra reports into two categories, the reports from Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and Latin America, where animals were attacked, and it is supposed that their blood was extracted, and the reports in the United States of mammals, mostly dogs and coyotes, with mange that people call chupacabra due Mm -hmm. to their unusual appearance, which if you look up a dog with mange, like it really does look like a description of a chupacabra. Right. I mean, minus the spines. (laughs) Well, I mean, that could just be like uh, an emaciated dog. So, like, it's spines sticking out the back and, like, people not getting, like, a solid look at it. Mm. So, not, like, a porcupine spines, but just, like, ridged back in a way. Mm. I see. Mm -hmm. Uh, In late October 2010, University of Michigan biologist Barry O'Connor concluded that all the chupacabra reports in the United States were simply coyotes infected with the parasite Sarcoptis Mm scabie. Mm -hmm. Scabie? Scabie? It's a, a mite that causes itching. Yeah whose symptoms would explain most of the features of the chupacabra. They would be left with little fur, thickened skin, and a rank odor. O'Connor theorized that the attacks on goats occurred because these animals are greatly weakened, so they're going to have a hard time hunting. So they may be forced into attacking livestock because it's easier than running down a rabbit or a deer. Although several witnesses came to the conclusion that the attacks could not be the work of dogs or coyotes because they had not eaten the victim, this conclusion is incorrect. Both dogs and coyotes can kill and not consume the prey, Mm -hmm. either because they are inexperienced or due to injury or difficulty in killing the prey, or they could have been scared away. Right. The prey can survive the attack and die afterwards from internal bleeding or circulatory shock. The presence of two holes in the neck corresponding with the canine teeth are to be expected since it's the only way that most land carnivores have to catch their prey. You know? You know? You know? The most common description of the chupacabra is that of a reptile-like creature said to have leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin and sharp spines or quills running down its back. It is said to be approximately three to four feet high. And stands and hops in a fashion similar to that of a kangaroo. Can you imagine that coming after you like that? Oh, boy. With like claws and shit. I'd probably poop myself. (laughs) Bouncing along. Another common description of the chupacabra is of a strange breed of wild dog. This form is mostly hairless and has a pronounced spinal ridge, unusually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Unlike conventional predators, the chupacabra is said to drain all of the animal's blood and sometimes organs, usually through three holes in the shape of a downward-pointing triangle, but sometimes through only one or two holes. It's in several pop culture references, but a lot of them are just kind of like, eh. Like, there's a band that has like an album <laughs> named Chupacabra. Oh, uh, there's yeah. an episode of South Park where Cartman <laughs> I read that one. The Chupacabra. The Chupacabra, yeah. He kills children on Easter. Uh-huh. Magic the Gathering has a card called mm-hmm. Ravenous Chupacabra. Stuff like that. It's funny. I, I know exactly where you're getting all this information from. 
do you think? Wikipedia. The good one. <laughs> the good good. <laughs> cool. That is El Chupacabras. <clears throat> um, Hit me with those stories. Yeah, the... It was interesting reading about the different uh, descriptions of it, because mm-hmm. some some were like reporting like this. It had spines. It looked like or almost like this lizard thing. It had some people said it had wings. I like some to people, think of it more as a reptile. It had like a head of a kangaroo, and it hopped, like you said. Um, and then some later sightings were just saying, "Yeah, dude, it's just a dog." Chill. <laughs> so, um, did you look up a dog with mange? There is uh, this. Um, stuffed image of what whoever killed this thing mm-hmm. uh claimed it was a chupacabra that is um it's clearly a, a dog or coyote <laughs> so um yeah there are like wikipedia's description of the chupacabra it looks yeah that's just that's it's strange mm-hmm. there are many different uh depictions of it um yeah wikipedia's image has like a lizard face look at that Oh, he's a cutie. At night? Yeah. If you look up, uh, which is exactly what I'm doing, if you look up Chupacabra on Google Images, most of these pictures are of uh, coyotes, wolves, dogs without any hair. Mm-hmm. Mange. Um, yeah. And they're infected, obviously, with some sort of disease. So well, That's just a fucking dog's head. That is just a dog's head. Uh, yeah. Okay. But then there's also like stuff like this where it's like the spines, yeah, lizard. This one has wings. Um, that one can it fly. Kind of reminded me of. Uh, Why is that one cute? <laughs> almost. Oh, look at that. No. <laughs> almost like the Jersey Devil uh, legend sort of thing. Very similar uh, cryptid um, appearance or representation. So I've got um, I've got a few stories, uh, including the first, I talk about the first reported sighting in Puerto Rico, which you kind of touched on, uh, approximately 25 years ago, as well as some more recent events within the last decade. So the first known attacks were in March of 95 in Puerto Rico. Eight sheep were discovered dead, each completely drained of blood. Investigators found three strange puncture wounds in the chest of animals. Despite the odd circumstances, authorities could only attribute the killings to a known predator, a fox, perhaps. Others, however, recognized the similarities in these deaths to the enigmatic cattle mutilations which had been taking place in the American Southwest with increasing regularity. Increasing regularity. I didn't look into that um, because I was lazy and tired. So um, apparently they had some issues with cattle being killed and Mm -hmm. um, they kind of drew some similarities between that. Maybe it was a chupacabra. Maybe there are uh, killings and stories earlier than 95 who knows? Not us. Not these two dum-dums. Uh, five months later, however, the attacks intensified and became more bizarre than any cattle mutilation. In August 95, as many as 150 farm animals and pets were killed by a mysterious predator in and around the Puerto Rican town of Canovanas. Oh, what? It sound better coming out of your mouth. Uh, in most cases, like oh. the sheep, the animals were drained of blood through small holes. A definite pattern of unexplained killing had developed. Several of the animal victims were goats, which inspired the locals to christen the killer El Chupacabras, the goat sucker. It sucks goats. El Chupacabras. 
in Canovanas, about 30 Ooh. citizens claimed to have seen the chupacabras, mm-hmm. swearing that it had swooped down from the sky and leapt over treetops. You know what? I feel like I watched a cartoon that had the chupacabra in it when I was a kid. And in, in that interpretation, it had wings. Now I want to find out what cartoon yeah, that Yeah, figure was. out what that is. It's Look. interesting. It's like a decade ago. It wasn't until November 1995 that a detailed description of uh, chupacabras came from an eyewitness. On that autumn night in Puerto Rico, the creature struck again. Farmers awoke to a horrifying scene. Dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, horses, and cows dead. With no explainable cause. Just the mysterious markings left by the blood-drinking chupacabras. But in the north-central city of Caguas... A startled homeowner caught the world's first fleeting glimpse of the goat sucker. Described as having huge red eyes and hairy arms, the creature allegedly broke into the bedroom of the house through a window, tore apart a child-stuffed teddy bear, and left a puddle of slime and a single piece of rancid meat on the windowsill before disappearing. I don't don't understand that, (laughs) really. Well, I mean, a dog would tear apart a child's toy and think it was their toy. It broke into the bedroom through a window. Yeah, they have opposable thumbs. <laughs> Tore apart not any humans in the house, but a teddy bear. Um, and then with a puddle of slime, where did that come from? And then the rancid meat. Did it just have rancid meat with it and then just decided to leave it there? It's like, this is yours now. Do I look like a chupacabra? I don't know. I'll have to ask one. Thank you. Through the end of 95, chupacabras had been blamed for more than 1,000 mysterious animal deaths, all resulting from blood loss through one or more puncture wounds. In that time, several more eyewitnesses came forward, consistently describing the creature as being monkey-like but having no tail. They characterized it as having large oval red eyes that sometimes glowed, gray skin, a long snake-like tongue, fangs, and long spinal quills that made double as wings. Those who saw it say Chupacabra stands between four and five feet tall, hops like a kangaroo, and leaves a foul, sulfur-like stench. At the site of some deaths, unidentified three-toed tracks were found. Hmm. Zoologists could think of no known animal that adequately fits this strange portrait. So, again, touching on the multiple descriptions of uh, this thing, uh, people probably seeing different things in the night that uh, they didn't get a very good look at and sort of associating them together when they probably shouldn't be associated together. Um, this is one of them, but the, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Oh. Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. Hmm. Uh, in March 96, Chupacabra struck for the first time in the United States. It had somehow crossed the somehow crossed the Caribbean and slain forty animals in a rural area northwest of Miami, Florida. He is on the move. On May second, a report came from the Rio Grande Valley in southern Texas. I found it, Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, look at that! Oops. Oh, baby. I remember that show. I didn't know there was a chupacabra in it. Uh, A six-year-old pet goat was found dead with the unmistakable puncture wounds of chupacabras. Goats are so cute. On that same day, the creature appeared further south in Juarez, Mexico, where it preyed on dogs and other small mammals. More witnesses verified chupacabras' description. The row of spikes or feather-like projections running down its spine. The way it stands upright on three-toed feet with its forearms suspended at chest level. Not unlike a kangaroo. Its large, sometimes glowing eyes. 
The next day, May 3rd, in northern Mexico, the village of Calderon is terrorized by a giant bat-like creature that feasted on the blood of several goats. Like a scene out of Frankenstein, farmers formed vigilante groups to try to stop the monster, but without success. Throughout May, reports came in from all over Mexico where chupacabras left dead cows, sheep, and rams in its bloody wake. Hmm. In November 96... A Mexican rancher near San Antonio, Texas, claimed to have captured the chupacabras with a coyote trap Mm. and produced Hmm. the photographs to prove it. Catched it with a coyote trap. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. This story and photos uh, used to be online, but have since become unavailable. Hmm. So that's why I don't have those. I was excited. The rancher had set the trap to capture whatever was killing its goats, chickens, and a donkey. A whole ass donkey? A whole ass donkey. Whatever he caught uh, was something he could not recognize. Allegedly, the body of a strange creature was taken to a major Texas university for identification, although this cannot be verified. Hmm. In November 97, Chupacabras was back in its original stomping grounds, where it killed two goats, blood another dry, and made off with a small kid from a small farm near... Yes, took a child. Louisa, Puerto Rico. Said, see you later. Investigating police believe what attack uh, believe that attack took place around 2 a.m. About the time a farmhand heard the flutter of wings and saw frightened horses and cows running, as if the devil were in pursuit. So this thing can still fly, apparently. On the night of November 12, 97, near Perth, Australia. Two friends investigating what sounded like the squealing of a wild pig encountered a creature with large piercing red eyes, a bloody, I'm sorry, a body covered with uh, with stringy matted hair, large teeth, and a distinctive sulfur-like odor. It was about three feet high when on all fours, said the witness, and about five feet when trying to stand up. And its mouth was part of a kangaroo. Uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know if they were trying to say the description of its face and mouth was a kangaroo, or it had part of a kangaroo in its mouth. Um, within a split second, it leapt straight up, dinner and all, as if it had springs for legs. These are a little silly. 34 hogs Truthfully. were found dead with the trademark puncture, puncture marks on November 17th, 97, near Arecibo, 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 Puerto Rico. The pigs were being raised by inmates of the Sabana Hoyos prison, who had planned to feast on the animals for Christmas dinner. Oh, the pigs. So they lost their Christmas dinner. <coughs> they probably ordered Chinese takeout instead. Like inmates are able to do. Yes. Near they, ha- The prison guard came around. <laughs> He's like, who, who ordered DoorDash? <laughs> who got Little China 2? I got Little China 2 here. Anyone? Yeah. It looks like it's sweet and sour. I got some chow mein here. There's some chicken fried rice. I'm going to steal one of these egg rolls. <laughs> Near Hesperia, Hesperia, Hesperia. I don't know. In Southern California, a creature matching the description of the goat sucker attacked another pig in December '97. Leave the baby pigs alone. I encountered something trying to get my pig that was unbelievable," said the owner. That sounds dirty. <laughs> I encountered someone trying to get my trying pig. to get my pig. When I came around the corner, it stopped and looked up at me. My dog seemed to be afraid of it. It then disappeared onto the bushes, into the bushes. <laughs> Showing me political cartoons. <laughs> On January 26, 98, so we're still in the 20th century, Chupacabras was uh, blamed for the mutilation of three cats at the home of Melvin Rosado in La Paguera in 
uh, Puerto Rico. According to the report, one of the cats had its skin separated by a precise bloodless incision. Dude, he probably did it himself. Probably like a random freaking serial killer. Yep. In 2000, a Nicaraguan rancher shot and wounded something attacking its goats. A few days later, a ranch hand found the carcass. A hairless, rangy-looking canid. Canid. Most likely a coyote with mange. Yeah. Despite claims by the rancher and an overzealous media that it was a genetics experiment or a cross between a wolf and a crocodile. What? A cursory examination by anatomy specialists at the National Autonomous University of Nicaragua revealed that it was a common dog, mm. likely stricken with mage. Mage is not fun. Nope. The rancher protested, accusing the university of a conspiracy. Oh, Jesus Christ. But a new model for the goat sucker had emerged, a skulking, monstrous canine. So now we're going from flying lizard-type kangaroo bat. thing with uh, you know wings and spines to just a common dog. In 2004, 2007, and 2009, several chupacabra carcasses popped up in central in the central part of the state, many with uh, warty skin and protruding teeth. I'm assuming this is still maybe Mexico, California. Okay. I left that part out in my notes. Um, many with uh, warty skin and protruding teeth. All of them have been subjected to DNA testing, and the results have been the same. Mangy, sickly coyotes or dogs. And my last bullet point, in October and December 2018, there came many reports of suspected chupacabras in Manipur, India. Mm -hmm. However, forensics experts, uh, like you talked about, um, they uh, said that street dogs were responsible for mass killing of domestic animals and poultry after studying the remnants of a corpse. So a lot of the later sightings and um, uh, purported killings... um, they're just chalking it up to dogs and coyotes. Yeah. So uh, obviously it's a cryptid. Obviously it's not a real thing. Not something that we believe in. Uh, it is an urban legend, uh, much like the uh, Jersey Devil in that area of and the Americas. And Bigfoot. And Bigfoot in in uh, Canada and Wisconsin, such like that. Chupacabra is one of those Mexico, Texas, California, kind of around that area. Also apparently Russia and the Philippines. And India and Australia. Australia. It's just all over the place. Um, What did you think of the beer? I really enjoyed it. Um, It was very good. I'm still on the fence about my rating. Uh, If I have another beer, it's going to be Dead Man. I'm sorry, not Dead. Was it Dead Man? Dead Guy. Dead Guy, sorry. Um, I'm I'm going to have one of those. So I can... (laughs) I could try to figure out um, this rating. I don't know. I don't know if I put this one before or after, but it was very good, and I can see why it would get a ninety, just because it's a. It is a really good, balanced, uh, very thoughtful beer. Like I said at the beginning, I find it boring. I didn't really find anything that like stood out to make me be like, "Hey, this definitely deserved a score of 90. If it was like a score of like, "Hey." This is a casual, boring beer. It gets a 90. (laughs) This is a casual, boring beer. I just don't... I just don't see it standing out to me. I see a a brewery advertise their beer like that. (laughs) This one's there. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) I just... I don't know. It was very drinkable, but like in a way... For me, because I don't like dark beers, it's one of those things that I would definitely have to make myself continue to drink until I consciously finish it. It's very hoppy. uh, Very hop forward. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. For I'm me, not into but, it. Yeah. 
I I don't know. I couldn't even finish it. I took you, like three. You steps. even said, um, "You know how I am," and I know how you are, Paige. I'm still upset that you didn't like sequench. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> like licking a sea cucumber <laughs> while submerged in dirty bath water. My descriptions are going to get more and more colorful. After taking a tequila shot with uh, way too much salt. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, uh, that would probably taste better than sequench. Oh, God. You're awful. I liked that beer. It was interesting. Yeah. I want to have more sour oh. ales. I want to try more. Sure, let's get a one that actually tastes good. Go- <laughs> more gozes and uh, you know sour beers. Uh, I saw you bought ba- uh, Bad Squatch for your place. Yeah. I'm jealous. I want to get be. that beer again. We've stocked our liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Oh, God. I just hit the mic. Yeah, I wasn't really face. impressed with this one. I, I like the name and the, the art. Yeah, it's cool. But it's, it's just kind of like, eh. It's a decent beer. Uh, yeah, nothing too special. I'm looking at Squatch. Plus, I'm in a mood right now where I don't want to drink because we drank so much yesterday. I feel you. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I feel like people reviewing beers or giving ratings of beers, um, it does depend on a lot. Uh, a lot of people will argue that it depends on the class you drink out of, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to like craft ales and things sure. like that. But I mean, if you're having it with food, uh, if you're having it after having several drinks already, if it's the very first thing that you're consuming after waking up, uh, like me, <laughs> um, a lot of that will play into your um, overall uh, objective for a view of the beer. I'm looking, we gave... Uh, I gave Bad Squatch a one last time. You gave Candy Crushable a one. So we definitely, we should. Uh, did I really give Candy Crushable a one? You did. We got to get Bad Squatch again because that was, that was good beer. Um, but this one was good too. But uh, I, I can, I, I agree and um, I really respect your opinion. I don't remember giving Candy Crushable a one. You did. You gave Bad Squatch a two. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. Huh. It was, it was still high rated. I think I gave Candy Crushable a two. It was good beer. I liked Candy Crushable. Anyways. Anyways. Um, b- 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 beer and fear cast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Is our email. We uh, don't Are get lonely. any emails from anyone. So I don't know. So we'll just alone. We'll just keep saying it every episode. It's and fine. And you'll continue to not send us anything. Yep. Uh, Facebook. Selfish Twitter. Bastards. Reddit. Instagram. Every social website. Yep. Uh, new episodes are released there. I should have put all this at the top. Yeah, like you said you were going to do last episode. Last episode, I kept it at the end. I didn't move you it did. to the top. <laughs> I didn't want to have to worry about that. Um, and then uh, Frights and Flights, obviously, if you've got a, um, if you've listened to previous episodes, uh, if you've got a um, personal scary or spooky stor- story, paranormal <laughs> story. Scary or spooky. <laughs> <laughs> scary or spooky story. Uh, you can send that our way. Just send that right over. Um, to our uh, email, <laughs> tell us your story, and then we'll we'll tell it on the show. Hi, Angus. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shut you out. Uh, add your, add a beer recommendation in your story too. People we'll buy your beer and then drink Ooh. it on the show. And and the flights that have been collecting dust at the top of yeah. my bar. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I'm gonna really start freaking beating people up to give me stories. <laughs> I want to break those out and uh, enjoy a flight of beer with y'all. So it should be. Uh, should be a good time. We just got to get stories first. So, beardandfearcast, gmail.com. That's pretty much it for episode 14, Chupacabra. Um, we will uh, figure out what ne- next week's episode is going to be. Hopefully something good. Hopefully we'll have a cool beer uh, next week, too. Have a good day. And that's when Paige says, have a good day.